welcome to our podcast. This is Yolanda with I Read the Whole Bible Every Year. <coughs> Excuse me, today I'll be sharing with you my summary of the book of Amos. We started a new book today. Although it's a short book, as I was reviewing, it has um, a lot of lessons as each and every book and every word that is written because it's inspired by God. So I'll be sharing, um, actually, it's Amos chapters 1 through 5 with you today. So once again, thank you for stopping by and listening in. Uh, Before we get started, let's take a moment to go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we come before you today just thank you and praising you for this day. Thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for your word, that as we spend time in the word, that we will be transformed by our renewing of our mind. We thank you for this opportunity to come together for this platform. We thank you, Lord God, for preparing our hearts and our mind to receive your word. And we pray for wisdom, knowledge, and revelation of your word. We pray that our minds will continue to be renewed through your word and that our lives will be forever changed. And we give you all the honor, praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So like I said, Amos is a um, short chapter, a short book. It's only nine chapters. But I just want to share a little insight with you um, over the overall book as I was preparing. And I thought it was really interesting. So just a couple of facts. So the author is um, Amos, and it was believed to be written between um, 760 and 753 BC. So that was a, a time span about seven to ten years. And once again, like I said, the book is named after its author Amos. A little about Amos, he's often referred to as the sycamore grower, grower from the south, or the herdsman of Tekoa. So Amos, um, he's a shepherd and a fruit picker from Ju- from the Judean village of Tekoa. And that's just a little south of Bethlehem uh, when God calls him, at the time that God calls him, calls him. Even though he lacks an education or a priestly background, so that's just showing you that God will use anyone that has a heart for him. Amos' mission is directed to his neighbors to the north, Israel. His message of impeding doom and captivity for the nation because of her sins are largely unpopular and unheeded. However, because not since the days of Solomon have times been so good in Israel. Amos' ministry take place while Jeroboam II reigns over Israel, and Uzziah reigns over Judea, about 40 years prior to Israel's exile to Assyria. The contemporary prophets at that time were Isaiah, Hosea, and Micah. It was written near Jerusalem, and it was written too, primarily to Israel, but also to to Judea and the surrounding nation. The content. Amos can see that beneath Israel's external prosperity and power, internally, 
the nation is corrupt to the core. The sin for which Amos chastened the people are extensive. Some of them, um, some of the things that he was warning them about, neglect of God's word, idolatry, pagan worship, greed, corrupt leadership, and oppression of the poor. Amos began by pronouncing a judgment on all surrounding nations, then on his own nation of Judah. And finally, the hardest judgment is given to Israel. His vision from God revealed the same emphatic message. Judgment is near. The book ends with God's promise to Amos a future restoration of the remnant. Some of the key words, plumb line, hope. God's vision to vision to Amos revealed the plumb line, which is the standard by which the people will be tested and judged. God's nature shines through by hope. He offered his restoration of the land and of the people. The thing, because God is eternally righteous, he demands that we be satisfied with nothing less than his righteousness in our lives. God hates sin. The cost for having sin in our lives is expensive, so there is a price to pay for sin. God often selects individuals to do his work whom the world would reject. And that reminds me of a verse that the first will the first will be last and the last will be first. Also, God holds accountable for more of those to whom more has been given. And finally, God's judgment is certain and God-fearing people receive blessings from God both now and for all eternity. So just um, a short review on chapter 1, Amos. It begins with he's given um, judgment about he's given judgment to Israel's neighboring um, neighboring uh, neighboring cities those um, nations rather and it lists the nations some of them are um, the Philistine Aram the Philistines the Ammonites and Eden just to name a few chapter 2 continues with the list of judgments of the surrounding neighbors which include Moab, Judah, and then finally the judgment of Israel. Chapter 3, witnesses are summoned against Israel. Four, chapter 4 continues to the, um, continues to sins that um, they continue to sin and refuse to repent and return back to God. And it concludes, chapter 5 concludes with the call of repentance once again. Um, and it also speaks about the day, the day of judgment, which is the, excuse me, the day of the Lord, which is referred to the day of judgment. So as I was reading this, it just kind of reminded me that um, it was showing me how much God stands on his covenant, even though and he has to constantly remind them, remember who I am. I am the one that brought you out of Egypt, um, Egypt. I am the one that delivered you from Pharaoh. 
I am the one that provided for you in the wilderness. And warning after warning, he kept reminding them. And they still seemed to forget and kind of wander off. And he was showing me, well, that's sometime with us. You know, he'll remind us of something or he'll give us instructions. And if we don't follow them immediately, we kind of wander off and go off the path. But because of his um, his love and his um, the covenant that he has with us, that he'll send someone at times to remind us of something, to bring us back to the right path. And he would, it was um, he brought it to my attention. Even though the person that he uses is just delivering the message, when we get that message, we know exactly what he means. He doesn't have to um, give details about it. So it was reminding me that this still applied to us in our day to day. So that was just some, some points that um, I saw as I was reading and wanted to share. Once again, it's a short book, but very impactful and very very powerful. It demonstrates so many different lessons within it. Uh, and that's kind of all that I have for you today. Um, once again, thank you for stopping by and supporting the channel. And don't forget to check out our podcast. That's IRTWBEY365 on Apple. Well, actually Apple and Spotify now. So Google Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to check out our full website at I read the whole Bible every year.org and definitely continue to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter under the name I read the whole Bible and on Clubhouse under the club name Doing Life God's Way. That said, uh, this is Yolanda with I read the whole Bible every year until next Thursday, God's willing. Speak your bless his blessing, peace, and grace over you. Until next time.